1: Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to a fun-filled, exciting, and special edition of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom.
2: This is Ben. It is special because we're doing kind of a a breaking news type episode, hoping to kind of quell some of the hysteria out there.
1: Yes, as uh, you may or may not have guessed by now, we're going to be talking about the COVID-19 virus Infection, pandemic, boogeyman spreading disease, whatever it's called by the point that you read, the, read, good Lord, that you hear this uh, podcast is what we're going to be calling it. So let's be fair to identify right off the bat. When we say COVID-19, which is what Ben and I have been using, we're speaking about what is uh, most widely known as the Wuhan coronavirus, the novel yes. coronavirus there's a bunch of other terms for it I'm sure people out there are using, but the most specific identifier, especially through the CDC and World Health Organization, is COVID-19. So that's just what we have chosen to use.
2: Plus, it's kind of fun to say it to the come on, Eileen" sound, you yeah. know, COVID-19.
1: Yeah, see? That meme was hilarious, by the way. I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. And it's right. Once you Once you do that, you're like, oh,
2: yeah. I hear it. It's the only way you hear it now. Yeah. At least that's how it works for me. You know, I think one of the first things that I want to address Tom is the meme going around Facebook. That's the picture of the bottle of uh, like coronavirus immunization for cattle and people saying, well, this is the government conspiracy because you know, the government's out to get us and this is how they're going to kill us is with, with COVID-19. And this has been around forever. Uh, no, (laughs) So the actual coronavirus itself is a large family of viruses. Correct. In humans, they generally cause respiratory infections like the common cold. Um, They have caused some more severe infections, but this particular strain that is causing immediate concern is, of course, the COVID-19. That's because it has mutated into a strain that we have not seen yet, which is why we have some of the... The concerns that we have out there also
1: since it is this new strain it is moving through people very quickly there's not a lot of inherent immunity within the community within the community wow see how that all rhymed didn't even plan that uh, yeah so since none of that existed this stuff is moving like wildfire though i can tell you when the initial oh my god started just a couple weeks ago in areas that have already been hard hit such as China not that it's dangerous I'm not trying to make light of any of this but we have already seen a plateau in cases so when you see some of the information that shows these large graphs with these vertical spikes be aware that in areas that have already been hit they're already starting to see plateaus after a period of time so there is a regulation that we are used to seeing with viral infections, that this is following a similar path. So don't drink all the Kool-Aid just yet about what is going on. I I think we should set the premise right off the bat, Ben, that we don't think anybody should make light of this or take this lightly. However, the point of this short episode is to give some information to healthcare workers, the public, and well, I guess, make light a little bit of the people that are causing a pandemic out of fear over this COVID-19 infection. Yeah. And so give some facts. It's really what we wanted to do. So knowing all that, I I think it's time that we, let's just give a little background about what we know about the COVID-19 so far. Maybe that's a good place to start. I think that's a good
2: place to start, yeah.
1: So as of today, uh, March 10th, And honestly, like we said before, this is a new type of viral infection, so these numbers are going to be probably very different by the time you are listening to this. But as of today, the CDC is reporting 110,000 cases around the world, and within the United States, we are currently sitting at around 500 positive confirmed cases and 34 deaths.
2: And the majority of those deaths, because, I mean, that number does sound concerning. But when you look at the majority of those deaths come in one particular area, which was a long-term care facility that was hit by this this virus. So I'm not saying that the numbers aren't correct because they are, but it's kind of got an asterisk by the side of it, I would think.
1: Well, and honestly, that is some of the really good information I think we are getting to for the people that are uninformed about this um, infection, because you are absolutely correct. While there are some deaths associated with this, there is actually the World Health Organization and the CDC have kind of identified a magic number. And that's my term not theirs so let's be clear about that because um, i'm sure somebody at the cdc would shit their pants if somebody <laughs> called up asking how they came up with that but here's a little more information so that's some of the united states and worldwide information based on china alone um, they're looking at around seventy thousand cases that's that's where the vast majority of of the cases are, which is also why it's called the Wuhan coronavirus is because, again, this is within the coronavirus family and it was first identified in Wuhan. And I'm sure I'm butchering that name, China. So there you go. Uh, Around 80 percent of all the cases within China and outside of China are considered extremely mild to almost asymptomatic. Like some of the patients did not even know they had an infection when they were first identified.
2: That's 80%. And some of those numbers come because of the way that China handled the screening and the testing of large portions of the population, which we're just not seeing in the United States right now because it's not as prevalent right now and because we don't have the ability to test millions of people despite what certain members of legislative branches happen to say
1: yes again this is going to be an awfully difficult episode for since we are politically neutral on this show um it's going to be kind of hard to avoid some of that because there have let's just be clear about this there have been some political gaffes political misinformation and political mishandling worldwide not just with the united states let's be clear about that of some of this has been handled so There may be times where we're like, "Mm, we don't know how to say this. So whatever. We're not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. We're just trying to get some facts. So, yeah. So that's that's one of the advantages. I don't know if that's the correct term to being a communist government like (laughs) in total regime such as China, where they can literally block off a nine million person city and quarantine it and said, no, no one can come or go. And we're going to test every person in the city. Obviously, that would not fly in the United States. Like, imagine if they went to Philadelphia and said, "Okay, Philadelphia is now quarantined. Like, what? You can't quarantine an entire Houston, Texas is now quarantined. You can't do that. Well, China can. And they did. And so what they found was after they tested all those people is that even the people that had it didn't know they had it. So let's be real. 80% of the people that have this are probably going to have mild upper respiratory uh, infection symptoms. Uh, We're talking fever, body aches, um, cough, the most prevalent differentiating symptom between the COVID-19 and the traditional influenza or upper or other upper respiratory infections is gonna be a quicker onset of shortness of breath and a deeper dive into the possibility of pneumonia. Right. Does that sound right? <laughs> okay.
2: That, yeah, No. I'm, and those are the people that need to be, the ones that need to be evaluated by a healthcare professional, are the ones who are going to be the older population, those with other comorbidities like lung problems, diabetes, things of that nature, my concern, from a preparedness standpoint, with what I know from that background, is we're going to be inundated with worried well, uh, vastly and, and- vastly outnumber the people who genuinely need to be seen. It, it, it's just going it, to, and it's going to overwhelm the healthcare facilities because every person is going to be concerned about this, and the majority of people are going to have very mild symptoms and are going to recover, or may not even know that they have symptoms and recover. in and be fine.
1: So, and some of the preliminary information I was seeing actually was tied to some of those horrific pictures, you know, you were first seeing coming out of China a couple months ago, and you were seeing dead bodies in hallways and hospitals and people crying, and honestly, a lot of it, leads directly back to what ben just said basically what happened was is everybody that didn't feel well suddenly was like oh my god maybe i have this new mystery disease which wasn't even identified as COVID 19 yet and everybody went to a hospital the chinese government said treat everybody and again this is speculation and conjecture mixed with the little bit of facts we're putting together so i think it's a pretty good story but i can't tell you it's bible written, you know, truth here. But what seems to have happened is the government said treat everybody, the health official said we don't know exactly what this is, we have to treat it like everyone's going to be a goner, and so China did. And that's actually what led to the problems. Is they got so overrun with the walking well that the people that actually needed the hospital beds suddenly were left waiting and yeah. that's where we started seeing the first initial waves of people dying waiting to get in hospitals but that's what got reported okay was oh people are dying waiting to get into hospital beds well yeah when there's only a hundred thousand beds and there's two hundred thousand sick people there's gonna be a traffic jam
2: well let's clarify that when there's a hundred thousand beds and there's hundred fifty thousand people who don't need to be there and fifty thousand sick people <laughs> Yes. that's okay so do.
1: much you're right much much better so let's let's break down these numbers some more so we know 80% of these people did not either know they had it or the cases were extremely mild that leaves us with 20% which they are classifying as serious these are the people that require the actual level of treatment that healthcare providers should be giving them now this circles back around to those magic numbers we were talking about a little while ago no person reported out of China younger than 19 was reported in that 20 percent or died because of COVID-19. Zero. Zero deaths under 19 years old. Zero serious cases of infection under 19 years old. So that's the first magic number is if you're young and healthy without a comorbidity, you're you're likely going to respond well. The so second one. Stop toilet on the- paper. <laughs> yeah right, so stop. no no uh, i'm glad you brought that up I, I, I put a pin in that because i actually saw something in for interesting about that and i was like oh okay the second one is 60 60 years old is where we seem to start having the majority of that 20 percent and again this is based off numbers from the cdc and the world health organization okay right. so 60 years old is where they're reporting hey you are likely going to start running into speed bumps hard <laughs> at 60 years old. Okay. And if you don't, they're the that's the problem area you need to be watching. The very risky, and it literally said that in one of the reports, very risky was 80. If you have a patient with 80 and they're testing positive for COVID 19, you probably need to get them into a hospital. Why exactly? I don't, I did not see a, a bunch of specific information that 100% laid out. Why these people right. were more affected than others, but it did lay out those ages specifically. Now back to the toilet paper for a second, yes, sir. <laughs> Before we go further, I did see one thing. I went okay because I was making fun of the toilet paper people too. Because like people were dying. What how'd he die? Well, he had 32 cases of water on top of him. You know, I mean, there's you know but one other person said something and I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. They said, Yeah, they are buying a bunch of toilet paper water because they don't want to leave their house. And I was like, Oh.
2: <laughs> to that I, I understand, and I don't disagree. Yes.
1: No, I, I get it, but I I'll be honest. I didn't didn't think about that because all the initial memes, which I laughed at and I went with, was making people making fun of people because they were reacting like this was a snowstorm.
2: That's exactly how it feels. Yes, is it's going to be a snowstorm, and again, yes. while I don't disagree that you need to be prepared to, you know, shelter in place or uh, self isolate or whatever the case may be, one case of toilet paper is probably sufficient. Twenty five cases of toilet paper. I mean, how long are you planning on being home and never leaving your house? Years? Yeah, I mean, it, and that's not the problem is the media drives clicks. And so if they can sensationalize things, it gets them more clicks, which gets them more paid. And so sometimes that's where that goes. And I'm not saying all media. I'm just saying kind of in general, no, and it can agreed. And so then that causes further panic and then you get people out there buying masks and hand sanitizer and everything else. And then you have healthcare facilities that are having to start rationing stuff out because they can't order it because the general public is purchasing everything.
1: Yeah. Well, the general public has firmly got their head square in their ass on this one. So the problem is, is first of all, you don't need a mask. Okay. Let's talk about what we do know about spreading of COVID-19. So far, we do know it's primarily spread through droplets. Okay. So unless the person is sneezing or coughing directly in your face or within a six foot radius, that is going to be likely getting droplets into a mucous membrane, onto your hands or into your mouth. You are unlikely to be causing a spread. Now, not 100%, but unlikely.
2: And, and with that, the CDC does say that that six feet radius is if they're in that radius for greater than 10 minutes. So. Oh, see,
1: I didn't even read that. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: Not just, so not like, just
1: he walks in the bubble, like he stays no, in the bubble.
2: Yes. Now, unless they're like, you know, sneezing and then you, I guess, catch it with your mouth, which I don't know why the hell you do that, but I mean. But we're talking socially, they have to be within six feet of you, remain within six feet of you for greater than 10 minutes and have the disease for you to have an increased risk of contracting the virus.
1: Now, having said all that, they do think that this virus has a very high shed rate. So part of that is they're still trying to figure out how does this deal with surfaces? Apparently, we, I don't have exact numbers on how long it lives on surfaces, but they do know it is living for short periods of time. So there is the possibility of like if a person sneezes directly onto a surface and you put your hand on it within a reasonable amount of time, there is the possibility of you spreading it to yourself if you don't wash your hands in between. Right. And what I see uh,
2: was with, because it's a novel virus, they're still studying it. Um, they, You know, the CDC has been able to replicate it so they can study it further, which is good news because then we'll have more information on it. But based off of other coronaviruses, they're saying it could last anywhere from a few minutes to a few hours. Um, and, and we just don't know yet. We
1: don't know. So, again, that's why we're saying wash your hands, try not to rub your hand on an unknown surface and then eat. You know, I mean, some basic common sense issues, but what you don't need to do is steal a box of masks from your local family medicine office because it's not going to protect you. Okay. Which that happened to us today for the first time. I was like, what? What happened? It's ridiculous. However, the nurses that are actually, you know, having to be in extreme close proximity to these people while they're starting IVs or giving them baths or whatever they do. They do need this PPE or personal protective equipment. They do need masks. And you are basically depriving people that actually need it to give yourself a false sense of security. So take a deep breath. Firmly plant your hands on both sides of your cheeks and push until you hear a loud popping noise in your head firmly unseats from your asshole. Because that's all you guys are doing if, if you're one of them. I don't think our listeners are those people. I'm just giving you a helpful description to pass along to those people you see doing this shit.
2: So, current CDC guidelines are still that, from a healthcare provider standpoint, that's one of the things that you know, currently the CDC is saying that we're looking for those patients who have traveled recently to a level two or level three travel area for the CDC. Currently, those are China, which is a level three, Iran, which is a level three. South Korea is a level three, Italy is a level three, Japan's a level two. So any of your patients that have traveled to any of those places recently are the patients that it should be a high index of suspicion until proven otherwise for something like this. And hopefully these are patients or patients are, as the CDC is recommending and, and lots of organizations are recommending to call your provider's office prior to just moseying on in so that you're not potentially infecting other people.
1: Yeah, the the problem is going to become the care providers providing that first level of screening because we're going to have a lot of people that, I think I need it. You don't. You live in Omaha. You haven't even been around anybody from outside of Omaha. It's unlikely for you to have it. You probably have a cold, so it, it's going to be incumbent on us to start making those first level decisions. However, it's good for us to have these types of information of what we're looking for in areas that it's highly prevalent so that if you do have someone come in, um, and I know locally we had a student at a very large university report himself. He was like, hey, I just came back from China, <laughs> you know, and I started having a cold symptoms. I'm not saying I have it. And I he literally said that. Like, you know, apparently that was the report is he literally said, I don't know if I have it, but I have cold symptoms. I came from one of these areas. I'm assuming it was China from what I heard. I I think I need tested. And they went through the process. And guess what? Things work the way they were supposed to. So what do you know? Someone used common sense and things happen the way they were supposed to. But unfortunately, that's not what's going to happen for a lot of us. So. It's good for you to know and keep updated on information from like the CDC or the World Health Organization so that when your patients come in, because they're going to come to you, that you have some answers. So I'm not expecting you to have all the answers. I certainly don't. No, But it's it's going to be a lot better than them listening to whatever local news station who doesn't. And and I want to address that for a second because we're going to get a lot of that. We're going to get a lot of this from social media and legitimate media mass media it's a double-edged sword because as ben said it's driven they want ratings unfortunately they also have actual healthcare providers trying to come on and spread useful information so you can't say everything's fake because then they won't believe the actual people that are coming on there you know trying yeah. to say hey Let's use some good, you know, information. However, you can't also tell them, listen to everything, because then the reporter who doesn't know anything and is going to say that you can use oregano oil to cure cancer, you don't want them listening to that guy either. So there's some back and forth here.
2: Then you have your um, TV personality, um, healthcare professionals, who are sometimes in it for for the money as well, and so then may not provide the best information because, again... It drives. We, you know, we're not doing this to drive clicks or, or whatever. We're doing this to try to get information. Yeah. yeah, we're going to get the
1: same seven clicks, so it doesn't matter to us. So,
2: you know, I mean, we're not selling the latest <laughs> and greatest new uh, uh, cure for for COVID nineteen by any means.
1: Speaking of that, there are several people that are have nothing to do and are in no way affiliated with healthcare. They're religious personalities like on television stuff that are selling stuff and selling telling people that god told them what to make and that if they buy this stuff from them it will cure it will either cure them from covid 19 or prevent them from getting it but the point is is if you are buying something based on the fact that a guy on the television is telling you that he heard it from somebody else and he knows what will protect you do not buy that stuff
2: The gentleman that I know specifically you're speaking of, the New York uh, State Attorney General. He's been to
1: jail for stuff like this before?
2: Yes, but the New York State Attorney General's office actually issued a cease and desist to him for providing false information, at least to the citizens of New York, um, in regards to the colloquial silver, which I think is a good transition into. So for our non-medical people, COVID-19 is a virus. A virus is not something that can be treated with antibiotics. No. Every z pack in the world would not cure
1: COVID-19. You would just pee out a lot of azithromycin. That's all you would It'd do.
2: be some hellacious diarrhea, which then yeah. the toilet paper makes sense, but <laughs> it's not going to cure anything. So it's very similar to other viruses. So whenever you come into the office and we say, hey, looks like you got a viral upper respiratory infection. Symptomatic and supportive care. So what's that mean? That means that where you treat your symptoms, so you treat your fevers and your body aches with Tylenol or NSAIDs of of your choice. And uh, supportive care. So we're going to give you lots, you know, recommend lots of good fluids. You can use cough syrups, things of that nature to kind of help alleviate some of your symptoms. But beyond that, again, majority of people are going to recover from this. Well, the majority of people are at a very low risk for, catching COVID-19. Of those people who do, the majority of them are going to recover with no significant problems.
1: That is correct. And the 20%, 15 to 20% that we are looking around that are going to have serious complications, the majority of them are at risk for developing some type of pneumonia, which we are able to treat, especially if we catch it early on. So, Again, this is something that we should be able to handle very quickly and easily if we identify it correctly and everybody stops wearing masks for no reason. Does the mask itself really signify a problem? No. Okay. I'm not going to tell you it is. The problem is is that you think that you're protecting yourself By wearing it. And that's not the problem. Okay. So that type of misinformation and that sign to me that you are believing that misinformation is what the problem is. I don't care about the mask. The mask in reality is neither here nor there. The fact that you are unable to make the conscious decision to wash your hands, keep a, a significant distance, cough into your hand and then wash it. That's the problem.
2: Yeah, it's the false sense of security that that mask provides you that is not truly there is the problem. You know, so that's why a lot of these places, like you're seeing other countries that are, I I love the Harris Stern show. I listen to it pretty frequently. Um, they played a clip this morning of a soccer match in, I think, Iran. And there was no crowd because they didn't allow the crowd. So they were just playing the soccer match. And so you got to hear a goal In a soccer match with no crowd whatsoever, and there was just a smattering of applause from the team instead of like this huge roar that you would generally hear in a soccer match. But that's because if you think about that, you're getting into close contact with a lot of people in a condensed area for a prolonged period of time. That's why some of those places are eliminating that right now. Uh, Same with cruise ships. You know, currently they're saying don't cruise because you're on a confined area with a large number of people for a prolonged period of time.
1: Exactly. And so I feel like we're coming towards the end, right? I, I mean, it feels so. like, yeah, I mean, feel like we've covered. So I really want to wrap this up with some information contrasting it on, since we talked about a false sense of security, the actual lion that's lurking in the weeds, which is influenza that. Everybody's got this new, oh, my God, COVID-19. Yeah, well, guess what? COVID-19 sounds scary. You know what is actually scary? Influenza. That's yes. scary. So let, let me break down a couple numbers from today from the old CDC website. So as of today, 34 million people, by the way, last known in America was 500 of COVID-19. Influenza, 34 million of that 34 million, 350,000 cases required hospitalization. And of those 20,000 cases have resulted in death, 20,000, 20,000. Okay. so that means we've had more people three times as many people hospitalized in the United States by itself. This is not worldwide statistics. This is United States only influenza statistics in the United States. We've had more people by a three to one ratio hospitalized than there are COVID-19 cases in the entire world.
2: What? No, I know. Yeah, I, I,
1: that was uh, I the death rate, because uh, that's one of the big things. Oh, my God, death rate. So the death rate for COVID-19 is hanging around a solid two percent. Uh, some numbers put up as high as three. Right. So yeah, you're, you're, you're looking, I even saw one that said 3.5. So fine. We'll give it to him 3.5. So two to 3.5%. The current death rate for influenza is 6.9%. Okay? Yeah. Now I don't know how they came to that. Cause that math doesn't make sense to me based on the numbers I'm looking at, but I'm sure the CDC has a much greater, <laughs> but I'm, I'm assuming that's like some type of uh, like serious cases that were identified with, you know, people that required hospitalizations or, you know, had no core morbidities. But the same people that rank the death rate for COVID 19 are ranking influenza at 6.9. Okay. So that's the next number I would like to point out. The last thing I want to tell you about the CDC's update on influenza this season are children. So, so far this year, children are being hit abnormally hard. As far as adults are going, this is a regular influenza season. So when people are like, oh, my God, it's really bad this year. No, it's not. This is a regular season, Karen. So go get your flu vaccine. What this is showing is that this is the worst year for children. We've had the most deaths for children We're looking at zero to four years of age. This is the highest amount of deaths related to influenza the CDC has on record since the 2009 H1N1 pandemic. It does say that this is the hardest hit for that age group. So, you know, this is almost the exact opposite of the COVID-19 where the younger kids seem to be doing just fine. But influenza, mm -mm, nobody is safe. Zero to ninety nine you're all it's rated e for everybody it, it'll get you okay Great so
2: for everybody. that's good yeah <laughs> so
1: if, if you are truly worried about your health or the health of those around you remember influenza is a much greater threat to you than covid has ever thought about being
2: at least at this point yes so well yeah i mean
1: obviously i can't predict what's going to happen three months from now right when i win my damn nobel you're not
2: getting nobel some parting thoughts on my end. i should animal. I would say is, number one, there was a uh, statistician professor or statistics professor at a university that I attended uh, who used to say that there are three types of liars. There are liars, there are damn liars, and there are statisticians. You can make statistics say whatever you want it to say. So don't just go off of the numbers that are being posted and say, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever, because you can play around with statistics to get the numbers to say what you want it to say. Secondly, I will say, you know, the CDC is the go to for problems like this. I can tell you in my preparedness planning, the CDC, your local health departments, your state health departments planned for shit like this. Every year, every year they run influenza pandemic drills to be prepared for stuff like this. The CDC, the the word disease is in the middle of it. Pay attention to what they're saying. It's between Maybe the two C's. Yeah, <laughs> it's right between. That's what the D stands for. The C disease C. So pay attention to what they're saying. Pay attention to what your healthcare professionals are saying. Don't freak out. We survived Ebola. We survived the bird flu. We've survived swine flu. We'll survive COVID nineteen.
1: So, real quick, I'm just reminded of a story. I, I watched this awesome documentary and this astronauts in space, and something goes wrong inside of his suit and water from his heating and cooling system starts filling into his helmet. And he's talking about trying to stay calm because he's not even in the space station. Like he's outside or out in the space shuttle. He's like outside. He's got a lot (laughs) of problems building up pretty quick, you know, going on. And he said something that to this day still sticks with me. And he said one of the mottos that they train the astronauts to think of is there is no problem so bad that you can't make it worse. Okay. And I'm like, I wow, like that. that is pretty profound. Yeah, that's and it's something I, I still use to this day. It's something I used in the yard, ER, something I used in the ICU because it, it's true. There is no problem so bad. I can't make it worse if I you know do something wrong. The point of that being is we are looking at something that maybe isn't the end of the world. And we're looking at something that maybe we're not getting the complete picture from the Chinese government. And this is going to make people turn into zombies. I don't know. Here's what I do know is there is a lot of people spreading a lot of misinformation. And there's a lot of people that aren't listening to the government agencies that are set up to help us get through this, like the CDC. They are the experts. We should be Trying to create a cohesive front as healthcare providers. The public's going to be looking to us. We're going to be looking to each other to try and get through this. Okay. If nothing else, through the headache. Because let's be honest, so far, this has been a flash in the pan. This hasn't been the evil, you know, dreadnought that everyone says it's going to be. And so far, we know it hasn't been, but it's not over yet. So let's just remember that. There's no problem that we can't make worse. Okay, guys. So when you're out there and you're hearing somebody, I'm not saying getting into arguments, but just remember that there are good places for information. And then there's Facebook memes. Maybe this is the time.
2: (laughs) Are not always scientifically accurate.
1: (laughs) Yes. While Facebook memes can be, you know, hilarious when you're sitting on the toilet. Doesn't mean that's where your go-to pile of information should be, you know, coming from. However, CDC.gov should be. And honestly, this is that time for our listeners that are not in healthcare. Thank you. I'm not saying that you need to point them towards us, but this is maybe that time where you say, "Hey, I've heard some information on this. Maybe you should check out what the CDC has to say about this." Yeah. If you are a healthcare professional. If you don't know, that's okay. Reach out to someone that you think might. That's what we're all here for. We're in this together. And I think if we all work together, even though there's been some hiccups from the national response level, I think we are all handling it pretty well at the state and local levels so far. So keep your heads up, keep your hands clean, and let's, uh, let's try and get through this together. And if you are in one of our foreign countries listening to us, be safe and know that I think the same thing applies the world round. I don't think the CDC cares if you're in South Korea or if you are in New Jersey. They don't like we all want to get through this together because I think in this new global economy, nothing stays where it's at. And I think Wuhan, if nothing else, the covid infection prove that. Yeah. Like, you're not keeping this out. No. So, it, it, let's all... You know,
2: uh, you know, with the vast ability to travel worldwide at a rapid rate um, as humans, that's going to bring things like novel yeah. diseases sometimes. So, um, Well, you know.
1: and, and honestly, some of these people... Some of the information showing that they may not even have symptoms for three to five days. So they're spreading it around for three to five days prior to having symptoms. You know, I just thought of one person, Bjorn. Bjorn does not have to worry.
2: Actually, I think he does now. I think he's out of Antarctica now.
1: Oh, Bjorn. You picked the wrong time to come back, man.
2: Bjorn, wherever you're at, shoot us an email. Tell us where you're at.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We we want to know where in the world is Bjorn. That's like my favorite part of the show.
2: (laughs) So... On that note, I do want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Falcon Five O for allowing us to use their music. I also need to thank Kevin McLeod for use of the music that we used on this episode. If you need royalty free music for your podcast or YouTube video or anything that you happen to be doing, go check out Kevin McLeod's website. It's FilmMusic.io. And on that note, we hope everybody has a wonderful and safe. Wash your damn hands. Quit buying all the toilet paper week.
1: Hey, everybody, stay safe out there. You don't need to wear a mask.
2: Unless you're a healthcare provider and you're taking care of a COVID-19 patient. Well, Tom, that's where the episode should have ended. But Ben,
1: for an even bigger surprise, a special guest to our special episode. We were able to pull some strings. And for five questions tonight, we have the one the only, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, at the CDC labs, COVID nineteen virus itself.
0: Ni hao. Hello, hello.
1: What? Well, uh, hello. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie i I wasn't expecting such a normal response what? from a. <coughs> what <were>
0: you expecting?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Sorry, are you there? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're still here. Yeah,
2: We appreciate you taking the time to visit with us and answering our questions uh, real quick here. Because yeah. we think people want to know more about you.
0: My pleasure. I'm, I'm willing to share myself.
1: Obviously. All over the world.
0: Yes. I especially like to make sure that I introduce myself to children so that I can have little vectors running around.
1: I I also hear you're especially popper with the elderly.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, if I want to stay alive, I like to, I like children because they they you know don't show very many symptoms, and they give it to the elderly, and then you know, unfortunately, I learned that if I give it to the elderly, I don't last another day. So I gotta keep it going in the kids. had to cancel school, so.
1: Kind of, hard kind of yeah, dark and ominous for such a pleasant <laughs> and upbeat voice. I'm
0: fine. So, uh,
1: I noticed you're sneezing and coughing a lot there, COVID. Are you okay?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm
2: fine. I was just, um, you know. Uh, well, we have some music we <laughs> usually play before five questions, so I'm going to play that and then we'll uh, try to find out some more about you. All
0: right, no problem.
2: Join us on a journey into the inner psyche of our guest as we ask... Five,
0: five, five, five questions.
2: All right. So uh, COVID there. Is it okay if I call you COVID? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Didn't know Sorry. if you had a nickname you preferred.
0: Oh, no. I just, I was reading something about, you know, so we were, we also infect animals, but then the World Health Organization thought it would be smart to let all the dogs go. And I just thought, who let the dogs out? <laughs>
1: It kay. never stops with the COVID nineteen, huh? World <laughs>
0: Health Organization
2: out? Nicely played there, COVID. Um, all <laughs> right, well, COVID question one: uh, What's your favorite medical word?
0: Oh, does it have to be medical word? Because I really like the media. <laughs> medical
2: word. I mean, I think we'll allow it in this case. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to wash my hands Oh, it can't be a statement
1: uh, Yeah, maybe no, persistent yeah. cough
0: Oh yeah, persistent cough Yeah. <laughs> I like the word virus actually Because you know it's not treatable With antibiotics
2: so the, so the Z-Pak does nothing To you is what you're saying Correct what,
0: yeah. do you,
1: do you, COVID, do you get a laugh when people Ask for antibiotics when They're infected with you
0: I kind of giggle a little bit because, um, yeah, they think it's going to kill them, but it just makes me stronger.
2: (laughs) Kind of a bitch. Um, (laughs) So uh, question two there, COVID. Um, If you could do any job in the world other than what you currently do, what would it be?
0: You know, I was thinking about – like a bat scientist? <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> nope. Bat scientist.
1: Well, I maybe guess it's...
0: Are, be- oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, maybe that's better than like the greeter at Disneyland.
0: Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: well, <laughs> question three. There, COVID. You met your first ride. Was it pretty stylish or was it kind of a rolling turd? So to speak.
0: Honestly I cannot remember. But I do know that I got a ride to Wuhan and we went to the market there. And that's where it all began. I met patient zero as love at first sight, and there we are.
1: <sighs> was it was it a good day? Like were you happy after that?
0: Absolutely. Are you kidding me? It's really, a exactly. beauty and the beast
2: kind of story there. Um, all right, well,
0: uh,
2: question four If your house is on fire and everyone, including pets, are safe, what's the one thing that you want to get out of your house?
0: Toilet paper for sure. So Especially really now. Right now, I'll let yeah. the hand sanitizer stay because that can kill me. And it also. Is highly flammable, so. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I didn't. Yeah, I was saying, I didn't think COVID was going to be such a uh, safety precaution person. Who no,
0: knows? I, the hand sanitizer stays because it's more flammable. I think the toilet Because I was just thinking maybe if I could find a way to get into toilet paper, then everybody would have me.
1: <laughs> I That's get it now. I, valid What point, was I yeah. thinking? Yeah. Wow.
0: I can't have hand sanitizer; it'll kill me.
1: Yeah, Tom. You know, for once, I find myself on the opposite side. So (laughs) you—you got me COVID. Oh,
0: it's the first time for everything.
2: (laughs) Uh, Question five: You have nine dollars and eighteen cents in your little viral pocket. What all do you buy?
0: Mm, You know what? The really big bag of Skittles that are shareable because, one, I can put myself on all of them and share them with my friends and they taste good. Shareable size in and Final answer. Or Skittles.
1: Wow. Okay. Both delicious and devious at the same time.
0: Correct.
2: Now Skittles stocks are going to drop drastically as people stop buying them.
0: I like the, COVID. Pink, I the
1: pink skittles. <laughs> pink
2: skittles are you yeah. talking about starburst
0: no they have pink skittles
2: i think like you yeah, like uh-huh. the not the originals i think it's like a different
0: yeah oh.
2: like tropical I mean, or something so, gotcha all right and and covid i just want to add one question normally we don't do this but you know, I, I i i feel like we have a special connection. guest yeah, a yeah, special guests. We're going to make an exception. Uh, so I'm seeing on Facebook that there's these asinine posts going around saying that if people get COVID in their mouth, as long as they're drinking lots of fluids, they're going to just swallow that. It's going to go down into their belly and the acid down there is going to destroy <laughs> COVID. Right. You want to dispute that? I mean, where, where do you what do, do you feel about that?
0: What doesn't kill me makes me stronger, and that acid will not kill me. No, absolutely not. However, if you have asthma or you're the elderly, you ain't got nothing on me.
2: (laughs) Uh, It's it's been an interesting interview, Tom. Oh, Yeah, Tom, you're in trouble now.
1: So hold on a second. Say that again, COVID.
0: I
2: said I'm coming for you Tita. shut up. You're about to get ready to go. Um I, COVID, I COVID I, Tom.
1: But COVID, I'm I'm not in one of your risk factor pools. Are you okay. gonna make a special Tom category? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? Yet another Nobel Prize coming my way.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well well COVID, is there anything that you want to uh add and we'll let you get back to your uh I'm sure you're a very busy, busy virus.
0: Yeah, this, uh, this social distancing stuff ain't got nothing on me. People like to socialize.
1: So are are you upset that the uh, South by Southwest uh, festival is shut down?
0: Yeah, but, you know, people got to get out eventually. If I have to lay low, I'm pretty smart. I know, I know what to do.
2: It's kind of an ominous warning.
0: I mean, like, I like- you know, hello. Now, you know, I you know I.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've also noticed that you've been sneezing and coughing a lot during this interview. Are, are you feeling okay?
0: So sneezing is actually a rare symptom of me, but it's how I get it out further within six feet. You know what I mean? Like I got to get it over there.
1: I just didn't know if maybe you had caught
2: something.
0: No, no, no. That's how I'm giving myself to people.
2: Make sure you're not getting uh, like d- influenza or anything. I mean, that yeah, would be we
1: to make sure you were safe.
0: Yeah, I got my flu shot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, even COVID knows to get your flu shot. Correct. Well, well Tom, um, we're gonna let COVID get back to uh, doing what she does. Apparently. Yeah.
1: Apparently, she's got an interview very soon.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah. Like CNN or or someone. I'm sure.
0: I'm about to find out if the whole Trump did spray tan
2: or not. (laughs) On that note, we're going to end the show again. I hope everybody has a great week.
1: Hey, everybody, stay safe out there. You too, COVID.
0: Tom, I'll talk to you later. (laughs)
1: the time
0: lately I see why